Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hi, today my guest is Angela Lopez from the great organization of Columbus Women in Tech, and she's going to give us a brief history of how she co-founded this wonderful organization. Welcome to the show, Angela. Oh, thank you very much, Elizabeth, for having me. I'm really, really excited about this opportunity. Um, and thanks to all the listeners. We're super excited to have you on today. Fantastic. Well, Angela, I was hoping um, that we could get together and chat about the wonderful organization of Columbus Women in Tech. Columbus Women in Tech was uh, an idea that a gal and a guy had in 2016. Her name was Kristen, and she had attended some technical conferences, specifically in Ohio, called Code Mesh. And what she noticed, uh, even the Grace Hopper uh, tech, a National Conference, and um, what she noticed was, you know, here's this huge mega national conference for women in technology, and then there's, here we've got some local technical conferences, and there's this huge gap <laughs> between the two things, right? I'm a developer, and I want to go to a conference. I'm a woman developer, and I want to go to a conference. But pretty much if I choose to do so, I'm the only woman there. And so um, she got together with Dan Greenleaf, who is one of our founding board members, uh, who is also very active in the technical community. And they pretty much put their heads together and, and they thought, oh, you know what, let's, let's just try something, right? Let's just, let's just go ahead and see if we can get a woman in tech conference together for Columbus, Ohio. And so they put some things together. They put a call for speakers out. They got a space at Ohio State. And they went down that path in, you know, introduction, there comes Angela, right? It's, it's July of 2016 and they're about to have the September conference and they hadn't sold any tickets yet. And it was like, what can we do? And I'm like, Angela, to the rescue. So we gave it a theme. And, and I, you know, if anybody else can kind of um, relate, what was to, that theme? <laughs> relate to what was going on in 2016. And, you know, there was a, a very important event in November and a very important woman who was also about to make some serious history. So we kind of tagged onto that. Um, we own the future. We, we call it a hashtag, we own the future. And so it was the idea that, you know, to empower women, you know, to come out and come to attend to a conference. So where they initially stood at, you know, a goal of 100, we pretty much killed that out of the water. I mean, like, our numbers were dramatically increased to like over 300. I believe we ended up having oh, like... Oh, I know that all too well. <laughs> so it was a, an enormous success from the from the standpoint of, you know, here was this idea at the beginning of 2016 turned into this, you know, what was going to be a small conference to being 300 local women, you know, with sessions around technology, like specific developers, software engineers, project managers, everybody involved in the local community from a woman's perspective, like a women doing this job. So I think uh, the community was pretty excited about that when they were like, wow, number one, you had a conference about women in tech and 300 women were there. Um, it was pretty 
pretty awesome feat for us. I, I, I mean, not us, but I just think all women in general. Like, it was a pretty awesome experience. I was an outsider at the time yeah. of the technology world and saw that conference and was very, very, very passionate about getting involved. So I think you raised the feeling was there. Yeah, I think you raise a good point, which is, you know, one thing is this whole idea about women who are in technology having the correct support and the kind of event that they need to have the support for them in their careers, but also the women who had never considered it before or that were looking for jobs who are in transition, right? I mean, like this specific conference opened our eyes up to all the possibilities. It wasn't just about a conference that, you know, is just women in tech. Because, I mean, if you look at the national statistics in all technology, or if you go to any development floor, you can pretty much see that there is a very limited amount of women in technology. I mean, like, it's no mystery. There may be certain companies and certain areas of technology, like uh, marketing and digital and things like that, that, that do have a lot of women involved. But if you're just purely in a Fortune 500 company, and you're on the floor, you uh, know, in, in a development environment, the chances that you're going to see a woman is probably 20%. And you're lucky of that. Now, you know, of course, when I talk about 2016, <laughs> it's a significant year. We don't have to talk about specifics about it, but it was for us nationally, right? And I think that the the visibility that was given and in that moment, kind of just right around that conference time, not only with the passion that was put forth in the in the event, but all of that energy, right, kind of getting everybody rallied and, and excited about women in tech, it really called to this community um, to unite around that topic, right? So, I mean, pretty much that inspired us to do a lot of really awesome things, which is to take that energy, harvest it, and turn it into an actual organization. So we decided to keep with, and, and we definitely wanted to do the conference again the following year, but we also said, hey, here's all these passionate people. They want to be involved. This is an important issue. We think we can actually do something about it. So we decided to create an actual nonprofit. So we, in the beginning of 2017, we filed for our 50163, which is a little different than a 3C, but it's about the same thing, right? I, I don't, I'm, I'm honestly not sure about what the exact nuances are about the difference. I'm sure it's just legal wording. It is. It's a classification, but the, at the bottom line, we are a formal nonprofit, so we are not um, doing this for any amount of money. We're doing this simply in the spirit of the technical community here in Columbus because we absolutely just care about women in tech. Well, we love tech anyway in Ohio and Columbus <laughs> specifically. We love tech. But we wanted to make it very clear in our community that women are welcome, women are invited, and that there is an opportunity for you if you haven't been in technology to come on in, right? Our Columbus community is amazing. There's always this welcome open door for it. For and once you say that, it helps open the eyes to not even females, but males also, that there's a huge gender gap mm -hmm. in this field? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of women organizations, people ask us all the time, what's the difference between you and another woman in tech organization? Because there's like a bajillion of them. That's true. It, it, just a bajillion of them. You can look them up online. There's there's all kinds of cities. In fact, when we looked up CWIT, <laughs> just the name CWIT, it had already been taken because by another city with a C, because <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> 
But if you take a look at our organization, I think that the fact that the way Columbus is set up from a technology community, it's like everybody's welcome. Everybody's connected. We all support each other. We kind of tried to take that same kind of structure into the Columbus Women in Tech organization itself, right? So it's not just about, yes, we're here to address women in tech, but men are welcome too. Men are absolutely invited at the table because we all know that without men, this conversation can't happen. It's just us coming together in solidarity, which is absolutely an essential piece of change. But if we want to change uh, ultimately and increase equality in tech and, and increase women in the technical workforce, that we have to have everybody present at the table to talk about it or be willing to be at the events and socializing about it, right? Because if, if we're just having just women events, then how does that fix the men who are already in tech and then it kind of creates separate clubs. But together, we're able to address and just kind of celebrate women, and it's a welcome environment for everyone. So that's kind of one of the premises behind where our organization, how our organization was formed, it, with the sole purpose of women, but that men aren't welcome as well. And I would say we have a huge support staff of men. Absolutely. In I mean, the community. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point is Columbus as a technical community in general is extremely supported. Um, ben Blancara has been an amazing advocate. He is he created Tech Life Columbus. And, you know, if it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had uh, my experience with Agile Lunchbox, which was uh, just a user group, right? I mean, we went from extreme programmer group to Agile Lunchbox. And because of the umbrella of the Tech Life, we were able to spread the word about Agile software development and get more people there. And he's been, he, him and his wife have been extremely helpful in just kind of giving us an umbrella bucket of, you know, like a mothership of user groups in the community. So he's one of the advocates, right? Um, Angela Mazzocco, he was a, he's a CIO at one of, um, he served as CIO in multiple companies in town. And just in terms of connecting us with leadership, I mean, he's an essential, he helped us organize a CIO panel at last year's conference, mm -hmm. right? Very like, successful. Very successful. I mean, there was all women CIOs and he moderated this session and, you know, the women were just so frank and true and they were just so honest and it was just such a such a nice panel to see because generally when you see a panel of executives it's always like buzzword 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 bs buzzword 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 bs but everybody was authentic and they were their real true selves and it was so nice and refreshing to see like these women who are leaders are actually human beings and real they're they're approachable they are they're the kind of leadership that um all women should pretty much aspire to be and thankful to the gentleman who helped us all kind of organize this i mean one of our board members is is Dan Greenleaf and he's extremely active into the community. He's on the board of COHA, which is a Central Ohio Agile Alliance. They do a huge conference every year, product club, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, without men like this who have a vested interest in keeping the community all together and that all the issues are addressed, it's almost impossible for a woman's organization to thrive. Totally agree. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so funny that you bring up Columbus Women in Tech because there's a major event happening this year. Mm. And I'm hoping you could tell our listeners how we, Columbus Women in Tech, are perhaps rebranding to reach out to other communities, not just the Columbus community, to bring that same support and firepower. So... With that same thing, I can't, I cannot, com um, 
stress the idea enough that the Columbus technology community is very tight-knit. And, you know, as Columbus Women in Tech has grown not only from a conference into an actual organization, we can't help but think, while all the other organizations look at things nationally and globally, like how can we take this tight-knit community experience that we have in Columbus and repeat it in other cities like the same size, right? So we're kind of a mid-sized city. Obviously, in the larger cities, it's going to be a little harder to get everyone to be as tight-knit as we are here. But, I mean, if you look at it from a resource pool, right, like Columbus, if you're in the technical community in Columbus, your network basically facilitates the opportunities for you to be able to have a job, right? Companies are, co- companies are all pulling from the same talent pool. Mm-hmm. And so if you not, unite that community, if you can unite that community around things, then the relationships you have, employers are more likely to be able to pull women into the picture or, or somebody can refer a woman to a job, right? So it takes this whole idea of, and I don't know if anyone knows or has heard about social capital, but it's the idea that you know, relationships are everything. I mean, it's kind of like what LinkedIn is based on, you know, the three, six degrees of separation, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, in principle, you get this idea that, you know, especially the farther you get in your career, advancement and opportunities are based on who you know. And it's not from a fictitious, like a name dropping place, but it's this, who do you actually have a relationship with? Who, who do you trust? And so employers want people that people refer all the time and trust. So, you know, our conference isn't just about creating this event. It's about creating this community of trust between everyone in the in the, um, in the community, right? And so we want to do that in other communities. And we're like, well, how do we do that? If we're, if we're going to do that and say Cleveland and Cincinnati and Indianapolis, like we want to create communities that support women in tech to help create this change. And it happens at the community level. It's not just at a national level. So we feel like we're really strongly suited with our experience and the way that we understand everything, how everything's structured to be able to repeat this in other um, cities. So as part of that, we had come up with some fun ideas last year, and we were just kind of playing around with some some things. And get with it came up, right? Like get like get like get with it, like. And then it's but it's cool because it's punny. You can be like get women in tech it, or you can get get with it. Like depending on how your slang goes, there's this this whole fun punnery happening around that name. And we thought, you know what? That's what we do. We're we're trying to get the world kind of engaged with this idea that women are equally as capable and we can excite women about it, but we can also bring men into the conversation and have this, you know, and basically have the world get with it in terms of what women in tech and and the value they can provide in in technology, right? Correct. I didn't know that's how that came about. That's so funny. Yeah. I just thought it was like Angela one night, yeah, well, right, like one of those, oh, get with it moments. Well, it was actually, I think, Caitlin, who's been so amazing um, and done a we lot of our website, our, some of our website designs and our graphics. I mean, like first year, it was just me and my tool of Engage, like creating post-conference <laughs> flyers and like, you know, me on the GoDaddy website, right? Now, of course, you know, people see it and they're like, you're a woman in tech conference and your website. and the funny thing about it is it's like yeah we are women in tech but who has the time you do all realize that we all work like full-time jobs and there's a lot of things that need to get done and in between all of those things 
GoDaddy's a pretty quick hit. And you can like create I mean, shoot, I've had to update a few times. Okay. And I'm not okay. by any means a web designer. Kaylin so, Brenneman has been amazing. She uh, she works at Tech Elevator and um, her effort and her um, you know, creative ideas, like we were going back and forth about a t-shirt actually for last year's conference. Correct. And that's when I mean we knew we wanted to expand to other cities, but we didn't know like it, it just it wasn't like those two ideas were synonymous. We didn't say we are going to take over the world, and that is the organizational name. It came up as part of like a T-shirt play. Like we were like, what do we put on this T-shirt? And that came up as that. And I was like, oh, say that we got we must that. We're, I don't know what we're gonna do with that, but that's really good. We're gonna we're gonna. I'm, I created an Instagram immediately for it. I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm gonna also buy the .org for this. <laughs> I remember you telling a story too about some guy. There was a picture, and a guy had a Columbus Women in Tech from the conference. He must have gotten it from his wife. He was sitting on a lawn chair at a on a beach or somewhere. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, so my best friend um, Pamela Desnan. Well, actually, she's Foley now because she's married to said man oh, in picture. Okay, okay. But uh, they live in Charlotte, and um, I went to go visit right after last year's conference because we had these awesome T-shirts. And, um, of course, we didn't really have the smaller ones left. We had some large. So I bring her this. And she's like, you know, 5'2", I think. <laughs> so it was kind of like, oh, yeah, this I can sleep in this. But she's like, no, maybe I'll give it to David. And her husband, David, has been wearing it around. He wears it all the time. And he has two daughters. Actually, yeah, he has two daughters. And then they have uh, a son. They just recently had a son. But the fact that he's willing to wear it, I mean, he has daughters, he's trying to support it. And they were on vacation in Cancun. And she said, look, check, check out David, he's got his t-shirt. I'm like, I'm totally Instagramming that. <laughs> but it, that's what it takes. It's like, you know, women are, we talk about change, but it's like, there's a lot of men out there that want to see women be successful, too. It's not like the world that we are so used to, you know, those same standards and those same ideals, they're kind of fading out of our landscape a little bit at a time. And I mean, if you talk to most men today, I would say that they're like, yeah, let the women, (laughs) you know, and they're excited or they have daughters and they're active parents and they're like, I want a better future for my daughter. I mean, you know, however you look at it, I think it applies more to men than it maybe had been before in the past. So I find that there's a lot more men that are willing to support us. I mean, even at just some of our recent events, we had a cryptocurrency event here at Rev One. Mostly Kinero. men. Exactly. I mean, we promoted it via our normal channels. And again, this is, again, this exciting thing about the Columbus technical community. It's like, here's women in tech. And the men are not afraid to say, oh, it says women in tech. I can't come. You know, no, everybody's included. People are all welcome. Yeah, that that was here. And it was packed full of men. Packed full, yep. And there was a man speaker who was... Yeah, and it was like, um, I want to say there was like 85 men and like 35 women. Mm -hmm. So it was like pretty much... I'm not going to use the word dominated because <laughs> that would be bad, but it was attendance uh, level. Yes. The attendance for man was higher than the women. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, like I said, you know, we just, we say that there's this, co- we have a conference and then we have local events. I mean, that's kind of the nature of our organization, but it all revolves around uniting the community in a, in a thing. So we're, so the get weighted brand is basically, our effort to try to recreate that connected community experience in each mid-sized city as we grow. So this year it will be Cleveland. 
Yes. So how we'll start and kind of kick off from a growth strategy perspective is conferences. I mean, because we know how to do conferences. It, it, conferences are a pretty easy formula, assuming that you know <laughs> and you have the people to help you. Um, you know, you, you got a lot of companies that are interested, that do technology, they're interested in recruiting technologists. There's a lot of companies that are interested in hiring technologists. Um, so you get those people and then people who have jobs and want jobs and who are all kind of excited about technology and you get them together and give them a theme and you give them a reason to come out. You keep, you know, it's some of the national conferences can be pretty expensive. And you look at continuing education, you know, some of these week-long things can be thousands of dollars. You know, it's important for us to be able to provide an event in such a way that we keep the ticket price relatively low so that, you know, professionals or especially people who might be looking for a job can attend and get the benefits of coming. So, like, we always try to keep the cost pretty low so that there's this you know, there's not a barrier in terms of that. We also get some diversity sponsors as well in terms of being able to sponsor a few students and people who would may not, you know, even the, I think our core ticket price is 149 We try to keep that for the And the day. reason we can do that is because we do have the community sponsors like Chemical Abstracts, who is being our keynote sponsor this year. Yeah. And Google Cloud and Nationwide and Chase. Exactly. All of these exactly. big the companies. The employers understand that not only do they need to be present, it's not just about leads, it's about they're also providing the value for the attendees. Correct. And that's a big one. That's a huge one. You need that community, you need that company to support women in this field. Well, that's the whole idea behind social capital. It's like, you know, again, in a community, if you look at the local employees, yeah, recruiters are going to get maybe get some people from outside. I mean, we are in, a, in an era where, you know, lifting and shifting is not a problem. People can move across the country relatively easy. You know, it's not as challenging. But at the end of the day, when you need people, you're going to look in your backyard, right? Right, and and a lot. Even if you just look at Columbus, there's this revolving door sometimes in some of these companies where you see like, oh yeah, I spent ten years at Nationwide, and then they'll go to uh, Chase or they'll go to Cardinal Health. I mean, there's a lot of big employers in Columbus, Ohio, and it's, you know, the trends that you see, people kind of make the circuit. So your talent pool is there. I mean, and more people are of course coming and moving to Columbus because it's a great city, and we want to help other communities recreate that. So we are attempting to do a conference in Cleveland, Ohio on November 5th this year. Yes, November 5th. Yes. So the Columbus conference is September 12th and the Cleveland conference is November 5th. Both of them are going to have very much similar branding. Uh, the theme is called Make Her Story, where we've been and where we're going. And the narrative behind that kind of idea... You missed the hashtag. <laughs> I don't know in voice that this is important for hashtag as it is an actual written text because I think that's the whole point of the you gotta hashtag. Be cool. You gotta be cool and say hashtag. Okay, my fault. Hashtag make her story. Hashtag where we've been. Hashtag where we're going. You know, verbally, hashtags don't quite transfer as well, which is why people, I think when they read them, they start getting irately angry at them. I've had people volatilely object on my hashtagedness because my Instagram posts to Facebook. 
and they're like, can you hashtag, can you not hashtag? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so verbally, <laughs> it doesn't translate as well. But, but anyway, the theme around the conferences is make her story. And, you know, it's about looking back at where we've been. Women have been involved in the computing era since the dawn of the computing age. I mean, have you seen Hidden Figures? There's the ENIAC, uh, the World War II computers that women were notably involved in and active. The Girls of Atomic City. How about Li- Liza Monday with Code Girls? Do you know that book? It's all about the during World War II. I have not read that one. Oh, yeah. World huh? War Two, And they were used to um, decipher the code. They were brought in for deciphering the code while the men were at war in World War Two. Well, exactly. And so the whole point is, is we were there. And then, it, you know, people charted kind of the increase of computing and um, just women's involvement in computing up to about the early 80s. And then all of a sudden there was this drastic decline. And, you know, people hypothesize all the time why. And... You know, they say, oh, because girls didn't have access to computers. Well, you know, my dad was a Radio Shack salesman, so I had access to a computer. Um, so I don't know what other girls did and didn't have, right? <laughs> but we all had access in school. I mean, you know, of course, this is the 80s, not to give away my age or anything. But Yeah, let's not be throwing us under the bus. But, <laughs> but I mean, we had computers in the schools, so therefore girls had exposure to, you know, if they were lucky to be in a school that had computers. Now, Correct. I realize that there are a host of schools, you know, given different cities, different places that, you know, we're not fortunate enough to have computers. I was lucky enough to be in a suburban school that did have computers. We, we had our Maple Macintosh and we did the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Several Love other, the Oregon Trail. Other, you know, wonderful <laughs> technology. Did you have the floppy disk that you had to in, interchange uh, each? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Loved it. So, you know, here you have that accessibility is one of the reasons why women aren't there. Or maybe it's the culture, or, you know, this, you know, all of a sudden, egotism was built into computer education. And, you know, because people, there's a certain type of person that likes to tinker, and they like to know everything. And, you know, maybe it just really spoke to introverts, because they could, you know, shut the world out, and then therefore, they shut women out. I mean, like, there's all these different pieces that could add up into why but the bottom line is is okay at this point we don't care why we just want to make a change let's let's shift it in the other direction we have the we know what happened we'll sort of know what happened and we know that there's limited women we know the value of having women in technology means that we have a more diverse opinions we have a different angle a different perspective on problems and how we solve them in fact, we can just be more innovative in general if we have more diversity in our opinions and, and how we build technology. So every, I think everyone's on board with that being one of the key reasons why we want to push for the change and we want to increase the number of women in technology because at the end of the day, we all benefit. When women do things, generally, we we want to give back to the community. We want we consider children. We consider family. We, we consider how everything impacts us. So having more women in technology brings that much more to technology's uh, value. The Columbus Conference, we said, is September 12th. Yes. It's an all-day event. Uh, registration, I believe, starts at 7.30 a.m. or 7 a.m. 7 a.m., I believe, is when the... I don't know. Yeah, what that's me. you tell them to be there? I know, that's me. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. But Sam, will you be there? That's me. You'll be there at like, you're staying the night. What? Yeah, I'm sleeping in the war room. Um, and so uh, registration, it's at the Student Union here on campus, uh, the Ohio State University. Make sure you please put that the in O-H. there. No. I-O? Oh, I'm sorry. Some of us are from that state up north. Yeah, but we still yeah. love we still love and embody people. But in this campus, when you say "oh," you best to go. You are there. You go. There you go. It That's, pains me to have to say that. Yeah. yeah. So uh. we do have tickets on sale. Wow, we do, and uh, I believe you can go to our website, cmhwit.org. And uh, the, all the information is on there. Some of our featured speakers, their bios, abstracts, the keynotes. We're excited about our keynotes. Do you want to make a shout out to the keynotes? Absolutely. We are so fortunate to get one of them, oh, an amazing woman who, two women who are making her story. She's not talking about me, folks. Well, <laughs> just to clarify. <laughs> Uh, Miss Lori Beer, she's the CIO of J.P. Morgan Chase, and being the, the CIO of a global financial institution that um, basically handles over two hundred thirty trillion dollars is kind of a big deal because you think all of the technology that has to support that two hundred thirty trillion dollars, and uh, there's a huge base here in Columbus, Ohio, so that's huge. But also one cool fact about her that is also complimentary to the her story tagline is she also sits on a 50% operating or a committee that's 50% women. So that's another big deal. In the Fortune 500, they're, the operating committee are all the important executives and leadership in a company. And so most companies have a large male dominant. If, if, if at all, they have any women in their operating committee. And JPMorgan Chase actually has 50% women. And she also, as a technical partner, sits on that operating committee. Technology, again, is one of the most essential functions. And they believe the CIO should have a seat at that table. So that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. exciting. She's going to be our opening keynote, our too. Our opening keynote. That's great. And then um, the other is Miss Marie Hicks. She started her career as a Unix developer, and she's kind of ended up into the academia field, and she's done a significant amount of research based on her history of her, her experience in, in technology about women in tech. And the book that she wrote is called Programmed Inequality. The idea behind the book is how the U.K., basically wrote women out of the picture um, after World War II because instead of promoting women and keeping them with their knowledge of supporting during World War II, they basically demoted them. So they also, by doing that, lost their edge in technology. So they kind of wrote themselves out of of making technology history or innovations by kind of dissing the girls. Not kissing them, dissing them. Wow. Make, we wanted to be sure. Make we sure we have dissing. that correct. Yes. Well, that's exciting. And we have a whole day of breakout rooms and tons of topics. And you know what What question maybe you could help expand on? Because I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. Who who can come to this conference? Remember we said how Columbus Women in Tech and Get What It is all about uniting the community to help advance women in technology, that means the entire community is involved. It, it should be invited. So 
men are definitely welcome. We I must get like five emails a day about it. Really? Yeah, wow. I do. About well, I mean, that's the whole question. You know, this, historically, it's all been like, oh, just girls. Mm-hmm. Now, now there's also the idea for children too, right? So, you know, can I bring my daughter? Correct. I would love for dads to bring their daughters. and But yep. then at what age do you do that, right? So uh, we do have a youth track. Cover My Meds is sponsoring a youth track that has that's focused on fifth to ninth grade girls. Correct. And, um, you know, they can go to that or, you know, you know your child's maturity. I mean, if you think that they can sit and pay attention in, in, the, um, in the sessions with adults, then please, by all means, I mean, it's so essential for I th- for girls to see other women at a conference. Like just that experience of coming to an event and seeing professional women, at first it's going to be kind of boring, but the impact of seeing all the women, well, yeah, I mean, they're kids, right? Let's just right. be honest. They care. They, you know, a fifth grade girl is probably not going to be really impressed at the moment while she's at this conference without, you know, except for the really cool stuff at the booths, like the games. Right. And, you know, they might be attracted to other things that may not be the point of the conference, but by having her there to see all those women. I mean, when you were a little girl, what did you know you could do? You could be a teacher. You could be a, a nurse. 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 Yeah. And... And, you know, there was this talk about firefighters and cops, but it really wasn't so focused on girls. And and so seeing like, hey, there's a whole bunch of professional women, like I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, that's, that's an important thing. So if you want to bring your daughter, we have companion tickets as mm-hmm. well as the youth track as well. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this, over, it's coming up fast. Yeah. A couple. 40 I mean, sessions. There's... um. There's also an innovation lab that we're there having. Is. Yeah. Do you I I I I'm gonna let you go to town on this because <laughs> I just know that it's uh gonna be quite the experience. Yeah, so but anybody who has any familiarity with like COSI, the idea is that the innovation lab is hands on with technology. So you're allowed to touch and you're allowed to play and you're allowed to be involved and learn and engage and have conversations. So this the structure of it is a little bit less structured. It's it's that informal, you know, comfort level um, to, to give you a more more intimacy with technology. And I'm pretty excited because Kathy Gibson, who is from Chemical Abstracts, mm-hmm. has led their innovation department and has built it. I just found this out from a meeting I was in, mm-hmm. and she's quite the the frontier runner on this. Yeah, and I think as women, as we get, we try to attract women to technology. I mean, who wants to just get involved with technology because they're going to sit at a computer all day and, you know do this. They want to innovate. I mean, technology is exciting because of the possibilities and the potential. So I think attracting women into technology through innovation is one of the best paths to get them excited to make the transition. That's true. That is true. So we don't have all the details yet on the Cleveland conference for November 5th. We do have, I believe, one keynote who has committed uh-huh. the uh, CTO of OEC up there. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure she's 
She's locked and loaded and ready to go. Fantastic. Chief technology officers are um, an amazing role. Um, generally, you've got CIOs, chief information officer, which have a lot more business impact to the to a corporation or a company in that they're making a lot of the financial decisions. The chief technology officer is often strictly focused on the technology solutions. I mean, they will have some operational responsibilities, but you can't be a chief technical officer if you don't know your stuff so that's a pretty that's a pretty big honor to be to have her at our conference yeah yeah it should be pretty exciting hey elizabeth um angie aren't aren't we having an event before the conference oh my gosh we're having this wonderful event on uh, august 16th i know it's only a few days from today but it's going to be down at land grant and it's going to be hosted by our good friends hmb we're excited they hosted last year and they're hosting again this year. Do you like, do you like drinking? Oh my god! <laughs> happy hours are my happy place. Fantastic. <laughs> so I'll ask, who can come? Anybody. <laughs> well, of drinking age, we we oh, we yeah. suggest <laughs> we we prefer you be of twenty one years, years or older or for this event. But yes, it's a uh, great opportunity to network to see who's coming to the conference. We have some of the sponsors like to come and start to pump up their companies. It's a good time. So, you know, I get a lot of questions all the time. I mean, women in tech is such a, a huge topic right now. And I think on on the top of everyone's mind is, how can I help? I want to help. I want to do something that I feel, you know, that I'm contributing to this to this cause. What can I do uh, as a woman in tech or outside of tech? Um, I get that email a lot mm-hmm. where I get a phone call mm-hmm. and to be an ambassador for our organization within your company, help promote, get with it, the conference, the events. We have some groups, some local companies that want to host some monthly events to get involved. They would like their women to get more involved and it's the ambassadors. It's the people within the companies that help promote us. And that's how you can be a strong volunteer as far as helping within our organization. One last thing before we leave this fine episode. Angela, can you tell us how people can get to know us and the organization get with it? Yeah, so I think the first step is um, because we are in the middle of transitioning into the Get With It brand, and we're almost ready to launch our website at getwitit.org. Um, however, the current website is cmhwit.org. So it's cmhwit.org, like the Columbus Airport code for now. And then you can also check us out on Facebook. We're at Columbus Women in Tech on Facebook. And we we have a communication stream. We have our events there. You can like us. You can follow us. And we also have an Instagram account for both Columbus Women in Tech and Get With It. So you can go cmhwit.org for Insta for Columbus Women in Tech and getwithit.org for Get With It's Instagram. We're also on Twitter as well. Tweet away. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank Angela Lopez for coming in today and joining us on Get Witted podcast. It was great having you and we love you and all your excitement. And if you want to see some more of Angela, who goes by Angie, um, she will be making her rounds on September 12th at the conference. Are you speaking? No. No, you're just shaking hands and kissing babies and 
What are you doing? You might be speaking now. And I didn't tell you yet. And she also will be making the rounds Cleveland, November 5th. You might as well plan on speaking then, too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again, Angie. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on September 12th. Fantastic. I can't wait. I, I hope to see wait. you all there, too. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.